Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there's the music, and we are back underway. Deep inside season number two, overall episode 108 of the Cool Button Hockey Podcast. Craig, you were on my radio show last week, and I asked you a question. It was so sexy. It was so interesting. I thought, let's expand on it inside the podcast. Let's go back into the vaults and play the question as it was asked then. Craig, thanks for joining us on the program. Craig, what if, 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 if the Oilers miss the playoffs, what happens next? That was the clip. That was the exact clip, Craig. So I'm asking you again, what happens if the Oilers somehow are ninth or lower in the Western Conference in the middle of April? Well, you know, you're you're committed to a lot of players, right? And you, the goaltending is committed to. You have long-term contracts. He, here's how I looked at it. The if is, what does Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl say? What do they come out and say, well, you know, we were close. I don't think so. Those guys are wired to win. So where do you go to? You go right to the coaching and the management. Right there. That's where you go and evaluate. If they miss the playoffs, there's reasons they've missed the playoffs. And it, and, and it can't be because of underperformance. It has to be because the team wasn't built to have success. That's not on the players. Hey, if player X and player Y and player Z, Z, depending on what country you're in, say, give you everything they got and it's not good enough, that's not on the players. So where do I look? Right at the front office and right at the coaching. That's where it has to be. No other place. No other place. Because the players don't put the, together the team and some real hard decisions that have to be made. Steve, I'm going to be very clear. This team at the beginning of the year, oh, Stanley Cup contenders. I never believed that. I didn't think their defense was good enough. I didn't think the construction of the blue line was good enough. That has proven out to be true. Below average, league, below league average goaltending has hurt them. I mean, just think about if they didn't have Stuart Skinner, where they would be. Because Jack Campbell has been really poor. And that blue line, other than Darnell Nurse, he's the only top pair defenseman they have, the only pillar defenseman they have. They want to they not have this question be asked at the end of the season, missing the playoffs. They better make some improvements to the construction of the blue line. A-S-A-P. That blue line in the core looks like this that you mentioned. Darnell Nurse, Cody Cece, Brett Kulak, who they brought in, Tyson Berry, Evan Bouchard, uh, Murray's hurt and Broberg's getting some ice time. The save percentage, even with Campbell, is not bad. It's not bad. That, that's not an issue, save percentage. It's their even strength five-on-five five play. With those two guys, they're in the minuses. They're in the minuses. They're high danger opportunities for and against. With those guys are in the minuses. So I don't know if Evander Kane has to save the day when he comes back. I don't know if it's overall structure five on five but your colleagues in Edmonton they get angry Bob Stauffer gets angry Ryan Rashog they get angry when we talk about the ticking McDavid clock and I went back and looked at what happened with Mario you look back with Sydney and that that road to success was a lot faster I'm not saying it's going to be a John Elway situation where it's not Connor to coach and manager it's Connor to ownership group but clearly, seven years in, it ended great last year. They weren't as good as Colorado. 
Connor beat the Kings in game seven by himself. He scored the winning goal against the Flames. It was it was on the road, the right track road, put it that way. And then this is going on. You talk about the defense. We talk about what the team's like when Connor and Dreisaitl are or are not on the ice. I love what they did with Evander Kane. That was a great, almost freebie, right? They they got lucky. What if Kane stayed his hand? Oh, say, what would have happened last year? So now you look at this group, and your colleagues also mentioned Matt Dumba. Matt Dumba. Why would the Wild trade Matthew Dumba right now? I, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that he – if I could get Dumba and put him right there with Nurse and put him right there and bump Barry down, I would do it in a heartbeat. I don't know how realistic that is. And, Craig? Patience is what I heard yesterday. Patience, you tell me as a manager, don't give me it's hard or don't give me patience. Isn't the time to act now, even if you give up a little bit too much from the cupboard. I mean, I I don't know what they're waiting for, Craig. I don't know what they're waiting for. Oh my lord, I I I feel like you've given me a big juicy cheeseburger that to put sink my teeth in here. And I don't know which side of the cheeseburger to bite into, right? Waiting for. You have 97 and 29. Waiting for what? A price a little too much, a price to be paid. The price of not improving your team right now and is far greater than any price you're gonna pay to get players that can help your team. Far greater. And let me just tell you this, Steve. And everybody else there listening. If if management ownership is waiting for Connor McDavid to come to them to tell them, hey, I'm not happy, you are failing already. Because you should be looking at number 97 and realize we got gifted this brilliant player. And Leon Dreisaitl has turned into this amazing player too. And you're looking there and you think you got to wait for them to come to you and tell you something? Like, you know what that is? That's the definition of sitting back and not doing anything. You want to do that? You're failing. You Like, like all you got to do is look. All you got to do is watch. Their problem is an offense. Their problem is the blue line construction, Steve, period. It has, and Evander Kane will help the team. He'll help the team offensively. We know that. The blue line construction, they give up slot shots, slot passes, inner slot shots, quality chances. Like, what do you want? Do you want the left wingers to come in there? You want the right wingers to come in there? The centers to come in and defend that area? The defense isn't good enough. It's not good enough. And, you know, Stanley Cup contender, they better put themselves into playoff contending mode. Because right now, they're, they're, on, the, they're on the edges. Bottom line is, there is the price of not helping McDavid and Dreisaitl is far greater than the price of acquiring a player or two on the blue line that can help you, period. Jacob Chikrin, if he's not the perfect fit for the Edmonton Oilers, I don't know who is. Oh, yeah, and he's available. And he's available. So you would offer the first-round pick and just say... <laughs> like putting a first-round pick and come and help you in four years when McDavid's walking out the door? Oh, yeah, right. Help your team now. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. And I'm also, you know, watching the club. And then you go through other coaching strategies coaches have employed before. And I think of Pat Burns. And I think of his runs in different cities. And the philosophy of saying, if I am separating Dreisaitl and McDavid, you know, we will be aggressive. We will try to score when they are on the ice. 
But when they're not, when I've got my Zezel, Berg, Osborne, we're playing defense. You are not getting to us on the bottom pair. It's not the same philosophy for all. We're going to attack and score with these two lines, and we are not going to allow you. Because what happens when we get those two guys off the ice or when the other group is on? We have trouble. The other group, bottom six, with the defense, the Oilers are barely above water and sometimes they're drowning. You just mentioned on the defense. So Cody Ceci and Tyson Berry, you don't want to be in a top four. Well, they got no choice right now, right, Craig? They got no choice right now. In a perfect world, Barry runs the power play and he's your five six. That's just how that's how even the Avalanche had him employed when they were using him because they were saying, here's what we want. So you mentioned Chikrin, and it would be the first round pick, which could be in the lottery, depending if the Oilers sang. But we were going all in and saying, I don't care if we sink like Florida. Then it's going to be Dylan Holloway. Then we can start. And and that probably is now as an example. And if it's not Chikrin, who else is it? There's 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 players that you look at, and I wonder, and I don't know what happened in the offseason. We had a list of A, B, and C. Like I look at Ben Sherratt, and I, you know, I like him. Maybe he was too expensive, Craig. I don't know. There's moments that you say, if I don't do this, then what happens next could result in missing. And not just missing. If the Oilers get in as wild card two, do you want them to go through that road to try to win two rounds? That's that's where I look at the road to success. And last year, they gave themselves the best matchup. Oilers, L.A. was like, what was it, 11 versus 14? You you imagine getting to pick the 14th overall team in the NA, and the Oilers did. They got the L.A. Kings. They weren't playing in the Atlantic. They weren't getting Tampa. They weren't getting, you know, the Penguins. They got the Kings, and they beat them. Now the Kings have improved. So I know people start thinking, if, 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 if we're talking about it, you don't think before Connor goes to bed at night, knows what's left on his deal, knows what's looking. Like, there's no way it's lifetime George Brett back of the hockey card if there isn't real success. And just two rounds over an eight-year period or counting the victory, uh, you know, in Connor's second year, that that that's not going to cut it, Craig. I think that's the bottom line is that's not going to cut it. And Seattle looks like they're taking the spot, right? The, the Kings are better. Fiala's, that move was great. They're, it's getting tight there. Nashville, St. Louis, it's it's a race, my friend. It's a race in the West. You know what? The Edmonton Oilers better be careful about last year, too. Uh, I'll tell you what. They went to seven games versus the LA Kings, 11 and 14. The only reason, I shouldn't say the only reason, two reasons they beat the Calgary Flames was 97 and 29. And Markstrom was was absolutely, he was horrific. He was horrific. And then they got swept away in four straight by Colorado. 1991 Stanley Cup final. I call it the magical mystery tour. Our team in Minnesota went to the Stanley Cup final and nobody could figure it out. And we couldn't. That's why we call it. It was magical. It was a mystery. At the end of it, when we're having our debrief, oh, here's what we need. Here's where Pittsburgh gave us problems. Bob Ganey just put up his finger and he just kind of went, wait, hang on here. He goes, we're not a good regular season team. What just happened here, let's celebrate it. We need to be a better regular season team. We need to improve our team because what just happened was nice and and we and it was a joy to be part of, but it, it, it's not reality. 
Edmonton Oilers reality last year was it if that's what you're relying on, you, you're in fantasy world. And they need to get out of the realm of price is too high. Maybe we can do that. They're not a Stanley Cup contending team. They weren't at the beginning of the season. And I believe that their blue line, their blue liners, their defenders, I think they're playing as well as they can for the most part. I think they're giving everything they have. But as a group, it's not good enough to give the team success. End of story. Jacob Chicken, I, I, I can't believe that they're dithering. I can't believe they're dithering. And if that price, for whatever reason, is way too high, whether it's Provorov's names come up, Gavrikov's name, it, it's, it's one of these things is, I break my stick. I've got a game tonight. I need a stick in the next four hours. Like, they need a defenseman or they can't get it done, right? The, the longer this goes, like Seattle's, you know, through Edmonton, Eastern Canadian Tour was supposed to be a reality check. It was supposed to be a market correction. Market correction? The stock popped. Pop. So that's trouble. Because you know what it is, Craig? Third in the division, it's a guaranteed ticket. Here's your ticket. Third in the divisions, guarantee you in. And if Seattle is going to hold on to that spot, now we're playing the wild card game, which is a dangerous, dangerous game. And you talk about Magical Mystery Tour, we saw it with Montreal. Remember? Were they really that good? No. That was the end for Price and Theodore. Dallas is way better now than they were a few years ago. That was a magical, I'm not going home, uh, Anton Hudobin mystery tour. Then the stars saw what they need to do, um, you know, and then they blended youth and, and, and kids. So I, I look at this right now, and I think it's a sexy topic because it's playoffs or bust, right? Like it's, it's playoffs or bust. And what you're saying is get your blue liner now before somebody else does. Exactly. And I'll say this right now. I'm not betting on the Edmonton Oilers unless they get a better blue liner or two. Sports Interaction is Canada Sportsbook. Here's how it works, folks. If you're a first-timer, log on to SIA.com forward slash cool button pod. Sign up. Deposit today. It's so much fun. 19 plus. Please gamble responsibly. Craig, one night in the NHL on Thursday. We both have a great pick on Thursday. What do you like? Yeah, so many options. I'm going right to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay over Vancouver. That's easy. Come on, you got one of the best teams versus one of the worst teams. Take the over. You you look at the Vancouver Nets, they give up tons of goals. And the Tampa Bay Lightning can score great offense there. And take Steven Stamkos to get two goals to reach 547th player in league history to hit that 500 goal mark. Keep this in mind. The penalty killing for the Vancouver Canucks is the worst in the league. Lightning are going to light it up. So is Stamkos. Sounds like Stamkos is going to score 500 on the power play from what you're telling us. Uh, I'm staying in Thursday. Statistically, two games between two teams in a row are split. This is in St. Louis again. Both teams were sloppy on Tuesday. I like Calgary to bounce back on the money line. And these two teams are all over the place. Did you see the meltdown? It's going to be an over. And I'm feeling it for Nazem Kadri. If you want to make it a, a, a three-gamer, take the Flames, the over, and Kadri, who's angry to get a point against the St. Louis Blues. Folks, Sports Interaction is Canada's sportsbook. Log on to SIA.com forward slash cool button pod. Sign up and deposit today. 19 plus. Please gamble responsibly. And good luck. Steve, I'm going to ask you this question. 
you, you know music. You're old enough. Do you remember the song Daydream Believer by the Monkees? Yes, I missed the Monkees. They had their own show. Hey, hey, we're the Monkees. I love that show. Yeah, so they had a song, Daydream Believer. All, all, everybody out there can go listen to it. So we're going to play a little game of Daydream Believer. Okay, we're going to play a little game. So nearing the halfway point, I'm going to ask you, Daydream Believer or True? Okay, I'm going to go through some teams. And I want answers from you. I might pipe in. I might disagree. I may agree. So we're going to start. You ready? We're going to hit the button and start. I know you love game shows, too. Oh, I love game shows. I was going to be on The Price is Right, but they went with the, the other guy. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I know. I, I've seen your audition tape. I thought it was pretty impressive. Thank you. We should post that up one time. Okay, this edition of Daydream Believer. Here we go. Seattle Kraken. Daydream Believer or real? They're real now. I would have said daydream believer maybe before the road trip. And I'm not saying they're going to finish third for sure. But I am saying this. If they play a little bit better defensively, which they've had on the trip, which they just get marginal improvement. The marginal improvement. This mostly veteran team is taking a spot. You know the game of musical chairs? That game? There was There's eight seats. Seattle's going to be sitting in one of those seats. Who would have thunk it at the start of the year? I'm not daydreaming on Seattle. So when the music stops and it, it and it stops on Daydream Believer, you got belief on the Kraken. Before Christmas, I wasn't so sure. I wasn't so sure. Their offense has been good. They've gone into the East and they have rolled. They have rolled. You're right. One team in, who's out? So we go back now. Question number two on Daydream Believer. L Vegas Golden Knights in first place or LA Kings in first place? Vegas Golden Knights, Vegas Golden Knights, partly because of the Mark Stone factor, their defense when it's healthy or even banged up looks really good. I don't think Logan Thompson has to be the Calder favorite or the Calder winner. What Vegas has done when they've been short men and what they've done under Bruce Cassidy, the right man for the right time. There's a lot to like about the Kings, but I like, Defense and goaltending on the Vegas side better than L.A. Vegas. And remember, we were wondering if they were going to take a step back like Boston and Washington. And hit the buzzer. And no, that didn't happen. Good for Bruce Cassidy. Good for Mark Stone. Alex Petrangelo's had a great year, even though he's missed some time. Vegas wins the Pacific Division, ladies and gentlemen. All without Robin Leonard. Who would have thunk that one either? Daydream believer, Colorado Avalanche. Make the playoffs or miss the playoffs? They got to make it. And if they do make it, then there's only X amount of chairs. And then we really have to squeeze our brains together to realize who's in, who's out. Because if it's Vegas 1, LA 2, Seattle 3, and then we've got some combination of Dallas, Minnesota, Winnipeg, and Colorado – there might only be one spot, and there's two teams in Alberta, which means one of them has to – like, this This is the greatest game show ever, my friend. I, like, if Colorado is in, they're bumping someone. This is a scary time for the halfway mark. Like, some teams might not know that they're on the clock or on the hot seat. They are, Craig. I have to think that Colorado is too good, too deep, too talented to miss, but someone's going to miss – who never thought that they were at the start of the year. Daydreaming on Colorado? Nope, nope. I believe too good to miss with 29 and 8.
Okay, so I'm going to expand on this. Okay, I'm going to expand on this. 29 and 8. They've been injury riddled. They've been injury riddled at so many different spots. If they get their injured players back and functioning and up to speed, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I believe in the Colorado Avalanche. So let's get into a little bit more meat just to what we were talking about. Think about that. We can see three spots in the Pacific, two, Vegas, L.A., and Seattle. Now we get to the Central. Dallas and Winnipeg seem to be moving along pretty well. So now we got all these other cluster of teams. We got the two Alberta teams. We got Minnesota. We got St. Louis. Nationals playing better. We talked about the Colorado Avalanche. How does this all shake out? How does this all shake out? This is one of the, like, I'm anticipating one of the great races in the Western Conference, not only perhaps for the third spot in the Central, but now for those two wildcard spots. Isn't this what it's all about coming down the stretch? It's it's unbelievable to think what could happen. And I don't think anybody's going to separate themselves. I think we're going into the last week of the season with all kinds of possibilities. Totally agree. I think we'll see a team pull their goalie tied in the third in April because they need to win and they need to win in regulation. And the fans will say, what are they saying? Nope, you haven't looked at the math. Because when we look at the cluster, this is another great example of why we don't need any more than 16 teams. 32 goes to 16. 16 gives us these races. Do you want to be sixth in the Metro? You know what sixth in the Metro gets you? Talk to the Hank as if it's ain't home. Leave a message at the tone. You're out. You're out if you're sixth in the Metro. And you might have 94, 95 points. Same situation in the Central. You're sixth in the Central. You're out. You're out of there, Ron Luciano. That's the races we have. I don't believe in Nashville. Too many of their big-name players who had great years last year, they're not delivering at the same pace. There's something about Minnesota. But if Minnesota falters, that would be the, the golden ticket for the chocolate factory to get both Alberta teams in. Because I think the Blues have a lot of work to do. They're banged up. We talked about the situation earlier with the Edmonton Oilers. There's just not enough room. Why would you want to have a ninth team get in so everyone gets in, so they play each other just to get down to eight? No. And you know what I say right now? Because we said St. Louis, Missouri is the show-me state. Show me. Colorado, show me. St. Louis, show me. Nashville, show me. Calgary, Edmonton, show me. Show me, show me, show me. And you know what? I don't think there's enough teams that are going to show me. And you know who's showing me? Kevin Fiala in the Kings. Good for Phoenix Copley. Good for Bruce Cassidy. And good for David Haxtall. David Haxtall has got to look at the Bruins record and go, well, I guess I'm finishing second in the Jack Adams because the Boston Bruins are challenging Scotty Bowman's Montreal Canadiens. The only team the Bruins want to play that's not available is Central Red Army. That's how good of a season. <laughs> but where's Victor off when you need well, you know, that is amazing. So we know that the that the the sun sets in the west, but on this episode 108, we're gonna let the sun set in the east. We're going over to the east. We talked about the Seattle Kraken. I come back to you now, daydream believer. Before Christmas, there might have been a little bit of uh, let's see, New Jersey Devils, daydream believer or real? Real. Real. At times I was sleeping, but I was daydreaming. Then I fell asleep and I had a nightmare. But now when I wake up fresh and I had a great sleep last night. Oh, I'm feeling great. I'm down seven pounds. I'm getting ready for Florida. We're calling the all-star game. I look at the devils and Lindy Ruff. 
and three games really stick out. Down to the Oilers in Edmonton, two goals in seven seconds. Down to the New York Rangers, Severson in overtime. Down to the to the Canes, and the Canes thought they'd won. And the Canes thought the period was over. They did. They did. And they are a great coach, great team, and they got Max Pacioretty back and performing. And guess what they did? They daydreamed. They daydreamed on the Devils. And you know what the Devils did? They stuck a fork in them, came back, and won the game. Devils are in, 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 in 2023. That's for you, Ken Danico. <laughs> okay. Washington Capitals. Oh, Baxter and Tommy Wilson back into the lineup. Oh, how fun is that, right? Ovi, oh, on the pace for 50 again. I'm going to ask you a two-question thing. Washington Capitals. Make the playoffs, daydream believer, or and Ovi hits 50 back-to-back years and sets the record for most 50-goal seasons in a career. Well, I'll even go one step further. I'll start with saying Islanders are sixth and they're out. So the other five, we can play musical chairs of the order. I think it'll be the Canes. Feels right. Feels right for the Rangers to be Three, then we can argue Caps and Penguins, sometimes the Penguins. Yesterday's game, for those listening, which was on Tuesday, January 10th, that was the Penguin season. At moments, they stink, and they're old and lethargic. And in moments, they're, they're, they're aged, but experienced, and quick puck movement, and, and, you know, clutch. So what does that mean? Probably not home ice but it feels like the Islanders are just a notch below skill-wise. Capitals get in, probably will play Boston, probably will play Boston, and Ovi does get to 50 again, record-setting 10th season. And he's not doing it by accident. He might just squeeze in on the last day, but you know what? Hats off to Ovi, the Capitals, and Peter Laviolette because they, they could have mailed it in. They could have sat and daydreamed like the kid in the cartoon. But they didn't. You know what they did? They put on their work boots, and they've earned and deserved everything they've accomplished so far this year. Last, last question on Daydream Believer or Real. Are the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes destined to play in the Eastern Conference Final? They might be, but they won't. Because life doesn't go according to Hoyle. As I look into my crystal ball, it's cloudy. But the road to the final, there'll be a fork in it. There'll be a wrench in it. And I see an elephant. I don't know what that means. I don't know why the elephant's there. But (laughs) it will not happen. It will not happen. It's like your pool in the NCAA. Don't take the ones. Because you know what happens? If you just take the ones, you don't anticipate the upset. And you taught me, Craig, to expect the unexpected. (laughs) Okay, that completes our round of Daydream Believer. We'll have a new game show on episode 109. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be 110. Steve Coolius loves game shows. Final thoughts to you. I love final thoughts. I love final thoughts. Travis, connect me. I was watching the game the other night, and uh, your buddy Gordon Miller said, Travis, connect me with that goal going into and out of the break is the hottest player in the NHL. Now, I knew he was having a career year, but then I did a connect me watch. Travis Konechny, 24, 24, 24, is career high in goals. He's already at 21 here at press time. He's going to score 30. He's had some benching and almost scratching under John Tortorella. 
His in and out of the break is better than, I mean, Hughes has been on a heater. Mark Stone, Eric Carlson's probably going to get 100 points. But Travis Konechny, best year right now. I got to give him my final thoughts. I got to give him my hats off. And he's a 97. The second greatest or third greatest birth year ever. Good for Travis Konechny. Doing well in a very tough situation. And you know what? I wanted to talk about him because he's deserved it and playing the best hockey of his life, Craig. Okay, my final thoughts, and we never discussed this. You have your crystal ball. There's telepathy going on here. Travis, connect me. The Philadelphia Flyers are going nowhere. They're going nowhere. And now, if I'm the Calgary Flames... I am phoning Chuck Fletcher and I'm going, what does it take for me to get Travis Konecki? They need a right winger who can play in their top six, who adds offense and adds bite and adds that spirit of saying, we're not losing tonight. Imagine him and Kadri playing together. Oh, would that ever be amazing? Like they drive teams nuts. Make it happen. Make it happen, Brad Trey Living. There's enough there. And you look at the Philadelphia Flyers. Listen, this is all about the future. Where's that future? Probably three or four years down the road. Make a deal now. And if you're the Calgary Flames, I look at Fitz and I see Travis Konechny as the perfect fit for the Calgary Flames. I love it. I love it. And folks, we did not know. We do not share final thoughts. They say great minds think alike. So hopefully in this case, it's true. Uh, or fools never dither or whatever the phrase is i'm not too sure but i love it and good for travis connect me oh episode 108 one of my most favorite of all our episodes craig i'm already looking forward to 109 for bruce bolton producer craig button i'm steve coolius enjoy the games good luck with your wallets on sports interaction and we'll talk to you next week ciao